The program which follows is brought to you by Resonance 104.4 FM. You're listening to Very Loose Women. Tonight, um, we are going to be talking about online and real-life privacy and also debating how we say privacy or privacy. <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, and also various topics related to that, surveillance, stalking. But first to introduce us is this song uh, by Hazel O'Connor, part of the soundtrack to this movie, Breaking Glass. I don't know if any of you two have seen it. Breaking Never Glass? No. I don't know. I loved it. Anyway, this is one of scripted by the actress in it as well. Like um, The song is written by her and it's called Big Brother. So here we are. So before we kick off talking about privacy, privacy, whatever it may be, um, gripe of the week. What's your gripe, Emma? I have a really minor gripe. It's just that like this happens to me every time I do laundry. I don't know if anyone can relate to this. So you do laundry, but then you don't really have any clothes to wear because all your all your clothes are in the laundry, like literally all of them. Or you always have like w- like one smelly item. Like you've never washed all your clothes. Because Is this about pants? Is this all really about pants? It no. is annoying. I wash my pants alarmingly regularly okay it's just more about like you know you're always going to have like that one stinky thing like you never feel like all my clothes are clean now because you always have to wear something don't you yeah and if you don't do the kind of all-in-one go thing then you're always doing a little bit every day which must be really bad for the environment yeah i mean always fill up your washing machine that's my rule oh but you're not meant to fill it up too much well listen that's that's something to talk about another day i suppose on our washing special but yeah that was my gripe just like I, i did some laundry but i still don't feel like my clothes are clean yeah the end um i have a gripe my gripe is that i fell over because of the seasonal change and it now being autumn and i hadn't adjusted my footwear and my clothing accurately so i was wearing shoes without much grip and i was wearing beige trousers and when i fell over this morning on my way to resonance 104.4 fm i (laughs) got absolutely covered in mud and it also really hurt but you know the pavement was at a kind of angle and when the lights were on, it was very slippy. So it was kind of, it wasn't very nice. Well, my gripe, funnily enough, if you add a P to gripe, then it's actually the French word for flu. <gasps> Grip. <laughs> La grippe. I've got a cold. That's what I'm trying to say. And I think it's because I never go out. I never drink any alcohol or a lot of it. And if I do, I generally puke it up. But the other week I didn't. And you kept the alcohol down. I did keep it down. And now I'm really sick. So that's my gripe. What's the moral of the story, soon. Lily? The moral is never leave my house, which I already knew. And I've been trying to operate that way for the past three years. But sometimes I just get pulled out. Pulled, I'll never ask out, you again. <laughs> pulled out of my house. Going, going, going down to the hermit's cave to play boggle. Um, anyway, how open are you in real life? That is my first question in our privacy, privacy special. No, you know what? My first question is, what do I say? I use both privacy and privacy depending on the occasion. Um, I think if I'm trying to be more serious, I might say privacy. That's a privacy issue. You're, you're, I think yeah. it's privacy. And privacy is more flippant. I think so. Let's I think you can use as you wish. I think it's a pronunciation, um, regional but situation. But I think if you say privacy, you're in danger of sounding like you're saying um, piracy. Oh, it could be wow. very. That is, I, a, that is, it, a, is a problem I often have. People are often like, "Wait a minute, are we talking about the high seas here, or <laughs> locking your bedroom door?" And I, I often don't know. So, do you lock your bedroom door? I don't have a door at the moment. I have no door. I've got like a little curtain, 
my new abode has led me to become a much less private person, I think, just because there's like at least 10 people there at any given time. And um, there's like the walls are very, very thin. Like before I moved in, it was made known to me, you know, you will hear people having sex and I have. Um, so I think, yeah. And also yesterday, actually, for some reason, I had a shower and I forgot to lock the door because people have seen me going in. And it's like, right, like you have to go through the kitchen to go there. And I thought everyone's seen me go in. I'm going to be like five minutes, whatever. But obviously, like by the time I was coming out, people had dispersed from the kitchen. So the people who knew that I were there were no longer in the kitchen. Anyway, long story short, someone walked in and I was like half naked. <laughs> um, but I just didn't mind. I thought, yeah, he's seen my fanny, but it's okay. We're all friends. <laughs> yeah, and it's a it's an innocent situation as well. You know, it's it's not it's not a big deal. It's just an innocent naked body. It's not like you were doing it deliberately. I should have locked the door though. It kind of seemed almost deliberate, didn't it? Oh, sorry. Just didn't the <laughs> if it were a sitcom. What about you, Peens? Do you lock your door? Um, I lock my front door. I'm quite obsessive about locking my front door, but um, I don't have a bedroom door that can be locked but I do lock the bathroom when I go to the loo unless um, we're watching a film and I've been like oh don't pause it's fine and then you want to carry on I, listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know that so I probably should but you know if if there's other people in the house I'm generally a locker um, bathroom privacy etiquette do you ever go to the toilet with a friend yeah I, I mean quite do. frequently and like I kind of I started doing it because my sister and I are very close and we don't really mind that and then, but yeah, I know people who find that weird and they get weirded out by the fact that I want to, you know, be chat to them while they're peeing. Some people also even hate it when like you're in adjacent cubicles. Are and, you talking like, about cubicles? Trying... The, what's that? You know, the, the cubicles with two loos. I mean, I wasn't. I've never been in one seems... of them. I didn't know they existed. Yeah, they were fined. I've been to one once. Yeah. Really but exciting. I even mean that I have friends who like in adjacent cubicles. So there are separate cubicles. They're not tubicles. Is that what you call them? Yeah. Okay. No, they're not those. Um, but they won't even let you talk to them while you're both peeing. That's that like makes, we both know what we're doing. That makes it easier. Surely it distracts from the fact that it's a bit stressful. But maybe they can block out there's someone else there. Whereas like if you're talking to them, they, they know you're there. Can we come back to the point that it's stressful for pee not to pee? Why is it stressful for you to pee? Right. I didn't say it was... I didn't say... Peeing was stressful. Maybe if you're someone who's very private and you don't want to you chat know, while you pee, to, to go to the toilet in front of someone where they can hear, surely it's easier to talk so that you're distracting from the fact that it sounds like pissing. I don't yeah. think she's giving a personal nah. anecdote. It's not. I have no problem at all pissing in front of my friends. Okay. I can vouch for that. Yeah, I think you both can. It's a bit of a loaded question asking it. You know, <laughs> for the benefit of our listeners, we, we do pee, etc., in front just, of each other quite a lot. Yeah. Etc. though, where's the line? I mean, I don't want to discuss it too much in detail on the radio, but like, I think I'd probably peeing in front of someone is probably the, the end of it for me. I don't think I'd go any yeah. further. No pooing. That's I, what I'm saying. <laughs> no pooing. That was the line. That was, I didn't want to say it, but that is it. I jumped right over it. Um, what, about, what about your space? Do you share a bedroom? And are you comfortable with that? Would you, would you be comfortable with sharing a bedroom? I've actually just um, kind of started off um, in the world of cohabitation. It's been, well, I say just, it's actually been since July. So I've had a few months to um, get used to it. I've always lived with other people before. Uh, I've only lived by myself very brief periods. This is the first time that I've lived with someone who's actually lived in my room. So obviously I've shared a bed before, but not um, kind of consistently like every day. There's been only like a few occasions where we've not um, kind of been together. Um, I will say that it is something that it's, there's a point at which it's you realise it's a bit difficult and it's I think it's a question of balance. When you don't live with someone and share a room, 
you can feel lonely quite a lot and you just wish that there was someone there but you also do know that you appreciate having your own space and it sometimes just want your own bed and your bed's like a little refuge um where you just have sometimes it's the only point in the day where you have time to yourself especially if it's been like a busy day at work mm. when you move in with someone that balance just totally tips to the other end you've got to adjust yeah, yeah and the middle ground is very hard to find without kind of being very like non-committal in a relationship um or feeling that way so for me it has been um like a joy as well as also a bit difficult at times because I'm just not used to having that I never even shared a bedroom with a sibling or anything when I was a kid maybe that's why it was very easy for me because I I shared with my sisters a lot when I was growing up and so sharing a room with my partner was really easy I, I didn't like obviously I know that alone time like you want it and I definitely I act differently if someone is in the room even if I know them really well I'm still not gonna like, I used to, like, put feathers in my hair and, like, prance around and, like, I'll get my paint out a lot less because if someone's looking over my shoulder, then I won't paint, for example. And, like, I won't, like, make up little songs on the harmonium. So, <laughs> like, I do modify how I act quite quite drastically, but I don't really notice that I'm modifying how I act, if you see what I mean. I mean, I've shared a room. I've cohabited, I suppose, before. And I, I, I really liked it because I, I don't like being alone. I like having people there all the time. Like, that's really nice for me. But I guess maybe it does have a certain level of, like, you have to interact. Like, I'm probably not very good at, like, sitting around and, like, not talking to someone. You know, like, sharing a room with someone and, like, you know, maybe, like, they want to do some reading or they want to do some work or something, but I just want to chat to them. So probably that's annoying for them. And um, what about, okay... Do you? My question is: Do you leave your curtains open when you're shagging? Just go right into it. Why don't you? That's ridiculous. Um, Probably, like not on purpose. Like, yeah, it's not like a pervy thing, but I find that they tend to be open, and then I'm always wondering. There's no one directly who can see in my window. Is that because you're a daytime shagger? (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) I hadn't thought of that. I hadn't thought about that at all. But but there are windows like across the. Like three blocks away, but they're they're higher. Three I don't, blocks away. People can't see. Well, that's the thing. I figure people can't see but unless always, the lights on. Do you like the kind of frisson of like, oh, maybe they can see, no, but you know the they thing. really secretly. You know I'm they not can't. into that. No, that is absolutely not. That's not at all. I'm not into that frisson. My friends, um, some friends I had in Amsterdam, really sweet couple. They apparently were having like a bit of a sex marathon. Anyway, like like a week later, or whatever they got like a little note posted through a door, being like, "We could definitely see you having sex." Oh my goodness! <laughs> couple that live in yeah, this house. Yeah, I know someone who would go around um, in university and slip notes under people's doors and saying, "You have committed fornication." If he heard them. That's an invasion of privacy, I feel. It really is. I, so you've um, gone for privacy there because you knew it was serious. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It's true. I, I can't really do it if the curtains are open and it's daytime. We're only one floor up and there's a car park and there are children in the block. It just feels wrong. <laughs> feels wrong. I hadn't thought about it. Yeah, no. Um, and how much do you tell... This is my last question about your in-real-life privacy. How much do you tell your parents and how much, how much do you... What I'm trying to say is how much do you sort of separate the information according to friends siblings parents older friends i haven't told my parents i hope they're not listening they might be listening the thing is my my dad wouldn't because he wouldn't be bothered but my mom never my mom listens to the show so she probably she's found out quite a lot about me through listening to the show so there's nothing private anymore um but like i haven't intentionally told them about my living arrangement at the moment and i think i might withhold that for a bit longer because it's a bit crazy so yeah, um, I haven't told them that. I don't generally discuss like sexual intercourse with my parents, but <laughs> like 
I have like my mum has bought me condoms before and like when I had like a fanny problem well it wasn't really a problem it just hurt my fanny hurt a bit and I just said to my dad like my fanny hurts as soon as it's medical I don't mind telling my parents like the first time I got thrush I was with my dad and I had no no clue what it was and my dad had obviously no clue what it was that's different because you were not engaging in sexual intercourse at that time whereas like if you now got like some sort of problem Mm. that could be like sex related you you might be less free of saying to your dad maybe Mm. maybe yeah I feel like people who kind of don't differentiate between say like their parents their family their friends and treat them literally all the same and share everything it's a bit strange because I don't understand how you can have a parental relationship with someone if they are just exactly the same as a friend like on the one hand it seems really nice if people have a parent who they treat as their best friend and they're like oh my mum's my best friend but I find that a bit strange because then what makes them different to you and I do feel like my mum said to me before my dad said to me before you know there's a lot about us that you don't know there's a lot about you that we don't know that's how he wants it because you've got to be your own person we don't want you to be a carbon copy of us and also we want to be your parents who you know you feel that you can trust and all the rest of it and look up to as people who can help but also have a bit of a distance and that distance is quite healthy because it kind of means that you're your own person in a way um i know i know not everyone would agree with that but i just don't think that you know, my parents would want to know that stuff, not in a bad way. They appreciate it happens, but it's kind of like, leave it on the shelf. Is there anything that you've said on the show where you're like, I've said it, not necessarily your parents, but like, I kind of wish I hadn't said that because this person or these people, they might hear it and that's not information that I want that particular group of people, like like possibly employers. I think that there's nothing that I've ever said in a show that I would care about anyone hearing. Like, I'm quite happy with everything I've said. I'm quite an open person. Like, people often say they can read me like a magazine. Like, I really don't mind. I think that's really nice. A magazine? That's a nice expression. (laughs) But the only thing that I would worry about, and I feel like it maybe has happened, is that, like, I've talked about, like, experiences that I've had. And, you know, we're not a naming, name naming uh, uh, show, but, like, obviously to the people who are involved, sometimes it might be obvious to them. So I would worry sometimes that, like, I've talked about experience involving a person and maybe they would not feel that comfortable with it, even if I haven't named them. Or feel that you misrepresented it, perhaps. As well. Or n- what, did I, what did I say? <laughs> what did I say about you, Kevin? Well, that's what I worry about because yeah. I always assume that um, people listen to the show because um, they're listening to Resonance 104.4 FM um, rather than Fraley <laughs> Women. And I know that a lot of people who listen um, are Fraley Women fans, but I generally, Obviously. when we're here, I think about, you know, just people listening who I don't know. Um, and then time and time again, I meet people who are like friends of friends or people who I've encountered in my life at different times but maybe haven't seen for years who say oh I listened to your show and I'm like what because obviously I tell people to listen but, but see, I don't I'm fine say with stuff with them in mind strangers I just what's weird to me is like if someone googles one of our names say and I'll get into this later why would you google someone that wants someone's name so when people look us up they can find out our thing yeah, yeah and so so there's stuff that I've said like a lot of information that we've all said about particularly menstrual blood uh our, our, our sexual lives like a whole range of elements but I'm that, not ashamed of any no. of that and I did I couldn't I just don't care like I can't imagine anyone that would find that because it's nothing it's nothing illegal as well I think that yeah. it would be an issue like that is something that I might have an issue with because like obviously everyone has done like you know even like not wearing a seatbelt in a car or whatever like everyone's done something that's a bit illegal or whatever in their past and that might be an issue to me saying like oh I did this thing that's illegal mm. potentially but apart from that I don't really think like like I can't see what like even an employer would mm. find wrong with what like I 
we've presented yeah. in our discussions. But like, I would menstrual say blood, fine, great. If you're going to do something, you've got to kind of do it with absolute transparency and also the integrity of if you're saying it then you're saying it and there's no point lying about it because it would just come out eventually and I do think that like you know the fact that I'm here saying this stuff um, on the radio means that I'm the type of person who likes to share this type of thing I don't I'm not necessarily as free a sharer in other areas of my life mm. just because I'm happy to talk about sex and you know um, menstruation and whatever that does mean that I'm free in that um, particular respect. But I feel like this stuff would just come out in the office or in the pub after work or, you know, yeah. it's stuff that comes out anyway. It is just my personality and I'm not going to change that. And that's kind of how I see that issue. Whereas other things I am much more private about. Um, so I don't think the fact that we do the show necessarily means that we're more kind of always more open than other people. It's just what we choose to be open about. So what kind of things, sorry, do you think you'd be more proud? Obviously, like, don't go into details because you don't want to. But, like, what kind of, like, areas do you mean that you wouldn't want to share about? Um, I think it would be quite unusual for me to really delve into how I'm completely feeling about something. And I, it does take quite a lot for me to be very open about, say, my emotional state. Because I quite like to have control of that rather than kind of talk about it loads, which makes it sound like I'm kind of on the verge of having some kind of, you know, massive emotional stress. But that's, you know, it, it's something where I kind of, I think we all like to have a bit of a lighthearted look at things. So perhaps that's something that I don't really necessarily want to share that much. Yeah. But also, you know, even like work, I don't think we do talk about work a bit, but I always kind of try and keep that within the limit of not talking much about my employer and yeah. who I work with because that is another line. We do, we do try to avoid, like we avoid disclosing mm. names obviously but also names of companies. Um, but in terms of this digital footprint, is there anything that you've ever regretted putting online? Actually, I'm going to answer that. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> if that's okay. So a university, the university administration found me. This is early days of Facebook. I put up, I set up a, a group to go and celebrate someone's, someone ending exams. I set up a group and to say, we're going to go throw tea bags and nail clippings at this person. At the time, this was said by the university to be against the rules. And they found the page... I got a really angry, angry like email, and she got an angry email. She responded really well, but they they sent me like they they DHL'd me a big pack of like administration information about like this hearing that I was going to have. And it was it was absolutely terrifying because the crucial thing was that I never actually I'd never actually woke up on time to do this because I'd slept through it. Not only was like I go the was, nail clipping celebration. Yeah, I was going against the rules, but also I was I was you too, missed it. You I, missed your own, yeah. too sleepy to go. But yet you left a digital footprint of a place you'd never been. That's it. That's it. I, and I yeah, that's what I'm saying. That like I, it was incriminating, but for something that I hadn't done. So mm. it was. So it, did you have to do the time, even though you didn't do the crime? No, because <laughs> they because. Uh, the student union intervened and said, you are not allowed to stalk people on Facebook to the administration. That's good. Mm. And so I never had to deal with it. But while it was going on, it lasted for months and it was incredibly stressful. I thought I could be kicked out or I could have a big fine. Like, but can you imagine, what would it come to, like you being in a room and saying, well, I didn't turn up, nothing happened, and my plan was to throw tea bags at my friend. Like, what could they, what could they charge it you was with? I don't know. It was terrifying. It was like what they emailed me was terrifying. They were using so much legal jargon. And I was like, what have I done? And I mean, now, if you, um, if that happened now, so like fast forwarding kind of what, seven years, if you um, use like Google Maps and you'd kind of tick that box that says, yes, record where I am or whatever, mm. you know, all your details would be 
you know, on your phone and accessible. Like that type of information is even more kind of coordinated and stored. Absolutely. And that's that's why I wanted to do a show on privacy, privacy, because (laughs) because every day you're reminded of how how much we're giving away every day, how much data we're selling to Facebook for free, not really selling, how much data they're selling um, Mm. about us and how much we've kind of lost control of this. Mm. And it's quite scary, especially with the changing laws. Uh, So the the British government wants to change uh, laws relating to privacy by changing human rights laws in the UK. There are big changes. There's London is one of the most... uh, filmed cities in the world in terms of CCTVs yeah yeah. Uh, like it's inescapable every move is tracked and it's just a big societal change I mean does that make anyone like does that put you on edge do you think about it or does that make you feel safe like I know people who would say like I want everything to be filmed like that's great yeah when I I got my bike stolen I was there wasn't a CCTV on that street but had there been I would have been really happy so it would have really worked in my favour. I think CCTVs, I don't mind so much, I guess. Mm. But then when I do things like, like I took part in the student protests, I wasn't there as a protester. I was actually documenting it for resonance. Uh, but but I felt like like the police were taking pictures of me. They were being quite rude to me. Like I felt felt like in that situation, it wasn't helping me that they knew who I was. And I guess the issue of CCTV is like, yeah, okay, maybe they've caught a crime, but I guess... Like, you don't know what they're going to do with what they're seeing. And, like, you don't know what they can kind of, like, I don't know, assume from what they're watching. And, like, yeah. oh, this could be this and this could be this crime happening. So, we, you know, like they can intervene in a way that you wouldn't expect just yeah. based on mm. what they're I, seeing. I think it's difficult because, yeah, like you say, if you think that you've done nothing wrong and you're not the type of person who's affiliated to anything remotely controversial, it's quite easy to kind of dreamwalk through it. And the act that the... Conservative Party wants to repeal is the Human Rights Act and it's specifically Article 8 which says everyone has the right um, to respect for his private and family life, his home and his correspondence and that's quite interesting in terms of we basically sign um, like privacy agreements with Facebook and Google and all of our, our other kind of digital and online providers and we know what the terms and conditions are and often we know that they're not public services, they're private companies, they, have, they don't have our best interests at heart, and yet so many people do that. You could kind of take a massive step back, you don't have to live in that on, you know, online world. We all could f- function without it, but we choose not to. And I think it has to be something that really personally affects you and you have to have a really negative experience to actually take that leap to go right I'm not going to do any of this or I'm going to make a massive change but I mean even things like okay you could like not use Facebook not use email whatever even like texting and stuff I mean like you know that can be used as evidence against you and stuff if you've like sent a text that like implies some sort of illegal activity my friend was saying today that like his friend got arrested on a potential drug charge or whatever and one of the texts the police brought up literally said something like um so you're bringing the cake round and like his reply was like yeah I've got the cake it's coming like, I'll bring it around tomorrow whatever and it was literally talking about cake but the police were like see like this you know and what's like, that program where they, oh, where yeah, they yeah, made up brass cake eye, yeah, yeah brass eye. eye that's not even a drug like yeah, they I made that up as <laughs> yeah, a joke. But they were like, oh, it could be like a code or whatever. But he was like, no, we're literally talking about a cake like, as my friend's birthday. Sorry. And yeah, I mean, that's quite scary, though. Like yeah. in the wrong hands or like, you know, and, and we're probably quite lucky generally, maybe with like, I don't know, you don't often hear about, a lot about people like, you know, going to prison for things they haven't done. Maybe that much in this country compared to other countries. Mm. But like, you know, it could happen. But so. that everyone is a suspect reasoning is I find disconcerting. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and it kind of goes against that fundamental you're innocent until proven guilty rather yeah. than the other way around. Yeah. Um, 
kind of tenet of the law. I think the other thing that's really important and that obviously has come out from the kind of Snowden revelations is that this stuff, it's kind of one thing to think that a lot of this information is being monitored by, say, the British government and or its agencies. But the idea of it going to kind of other places and massive amounts of data going to, say, America's government agencies, that is like another step where you're going, actually, is any of this stuff safe? And there's a lot of security breaches and, you know, hackers have been able to get in to kind of information that your bank has, all the rest of it. So really like the online world, just it feels like really kind of, you know, it feels to me, it feels unsafe. And it's not so much the idea of, you know, my pictures or things that I'll regret doing. Um, it's more just kind of basic information and people being able to not necessarily even use it against me in a kind of like political sense or crime sense, but more like, um, you know, literally taking my money, impersonating me and then, you know, running up loads of debt. That's the like kind of identity theft is what I worry about the most. Um, but also not specific to me, but something which I think is a bit relevant is um, when thinking about our digital footprint is this idea of revenge porn. So obviously there's been a spate of things in the press about kind of people campaigning to get the law changed, which is something that they um, are kind of doing at the moment. Um, and the idea of, you know should you really feel like you can't send pictures to a loved one and, you know, it kind of be demonstrated to be, in inverted commas, like your fault for taking that risk. People are sort of saying, you know, you shouldn't, you should be careful about what you put on the internet because it can be used against you. That sounds a lot to me like saying you should be careful about walking down a dark street at night because you might get raped and putting the blame on the victim rather than the perpetrator. Um, from the other way around... Just, we've got two minutes left of the show. Question to the floor. Um, stalking. Sorry. Is it okay to Google someone before, say, you meet them for the second time? Uh, Will we call that stalking? I, I, maybe that's not as severe as stalking. I think that obviously I have done this. I've definitely like looked up people, or even like looked them up on Facebook or whatever, anything like that, you know, someone you don't know that well. You Checked have out their wall to wall with someone else before it was, you know, all of Or their friendship, yeah seen their friendship um yeah or just had a look and be like oh is this person single or whatever i don't know i don't think i think that like maybe that is a bit weird but i also think that that's kind of symptomatic of the how we live now in a very yeah. kind of internet way and you know the personal information is out there i guess that they're allowing people to see it so they probably don't care i, don't I know. mean how do people meet before the internet they you know they didn't. say heard of someone interesting like a friend of a friend who said oh mm. I hear they'll be at this party or they speak it every was all Wednesday. Hearsay back in the day. They they speak every Wednesday at their local club or whatever. And then you go, Oh, we better go there and you go. Or you go to the dance hall and try and engineer having a dance. People always trying to engineer ways to Meetings. meet people and get Walking them to like a you. Specific area at two o'clock in the morning. It's just how far you take it. And if someone tells you to stop doing it because they've noticed it and it's weird, then you absolutely have to. Uh, that's well, the rule isn't it if, my if friend, they find it uncomfortable my friend once said to me that um, isn't going out with someone just a more extreme form of stalking I think that's wrong <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't agree with that sentiment well we don't have any time left on the show this last song is called Laissez-moi tranquille by Serge Gainsbourg and Laissez-moi tranquille means leave me alone uh, this is this is the song bye bye Laissez-moi Laissez-moi tranquille Laissez-moi Laissez-moi, laissez-moi tranquille, laissez-moi.